I was looking at the status and they said, um, I feel like this flow come with a side, this flu come with mm. a side of AIDS. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> come with a side, with a side of AIDS. Mm. You know, like Kitty shows, <laughs> you just make joke. Like about like almost everything, anything. Everything. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! Yeah. Hey, guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm here in studios joined by Kinesia Jack, a.k.a. Angel. Angel, welcome to the show. Thanks for welcoming me. <laughs> oh, yeah, this got to get a little I'm actually happy to have you here. Angel is the owner, CEO, chief, <laughs> what else What else could I say? The boss of Muslim MUA. Yes. Um, which is, we've used you guys before. They've worked with Blue Torch Productions yes. before a few of times. Yeah, you're the only makeup artist that we've ever used more than once. Really? Yes. Okay, I feel honored. Uh, because you're good. Thank you. All right, cool. So today we're going to be talking about being a Muslim. We're going to talk about the five pillars of Islam. Um, and we're going to be destroying some misconceptions that I have about Muslims and Islam. Because I don't know anything, it seems. And hopefully this could be a really worthwhile experience for you guys as well. It's a learning experience. Give it a chance. Let's listen to it. Trust me, it's worth it. Cause, Definitely. Because Angel is awesome. Yes. 100%. All right. <laughs> so before we get into that, we're going to do a short fact or fiction section, and we're going to give Angel five statements. We're going to ask her if they are true or false. Angel, you ready? What if I don't know, though? Um, what the answer going to be? <laughs> the thing is, we kind of force you to kind of say true or false. Oh, you got the tools. Okay. Yeah, so it's true or false. Okay, it's, let's go. Two options. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Okay. Accounting for almost, number one, <laughs> accounting for almost 40% of all human casualties, the African lion is by far the deadliest animal in Africa. Accounting for almost 40% of all human casualties, the African lion is by far the deadliest animal in Africa. True or false? True. It's false. Oh, the deadliest God. animal in Africa is the hippopotamus. What? Yes. The really? Hippopot- yes, it's the world's deadliest. Yes, the hippo. Uh-huh. The hungry, hungry hippo. The hippopotamus is the world's deadliest large land animal, okay. killing an estimated 500 people per year in Africa. Hippos are aggressive creatures and they have very sharp teeth, and you would not want to get stuck under one, for they weigh up to 2,750 kilograms. Wow. That's what, 6,000 pounds? Wow. Or something like that? It's crazy. All right, number two. Ugandan dictator Idi Amin's official title was His Excellency, President for Life, Field Marshal Al-Hadji, Dr. Idi Amin Dada, VC, DC, DSO, MC, Lord of all the beasts of the earth and fishes of the seas and conqueror of the British Empire in Africa in general and Uganda in particular. Ugandan dictator Idi Amin's official title was His Excellency, President for Life, Field Marshal Al-Hadji, 
Dr. Idi Amin, Dada, VC, DSO, MC, Lord of all the beasts of the earth and fishes of the seas, and conqueror of the British Empire in Africa in general, and Uganda in particular. True or false? False. That cannot be true. It's 100% what? true. What? The long this is what they have to say every so time they introduce every time they, they had to introduce him as what? the Ugandan what? president. So I lost twice. Um, oh my god, you still got a chance. I still. can't believe I'm a loser. You're not a loser, <laughs> not even close. This is this is random stuff. Like, it's I was the said, first thing I lose in my life. Well, you say you ain't losing. All right, in Let's 2010. See. The country of Ghana in Africa banned the sale of secondhand underwear. In 2010, the country of Ghana in Africa banned the sale of secondhand underwear. True or false? False. It's true. What? They banned secondhand underwear. Like an actual law. Yes, like a law that says the importation of these items was banned in 1994 but never implemented. Some traders, well, no, it was banned in 1994. Some traders in, in, the, in a market in the capital, Accra, told the BBC they were unhappy the move might affect business. Yeah. I didn't think that would have been an actual law. It's actually cheaper to actually, the demand for secondhand clothing is there, and it's cheaper to provide it. I don't think I would want to wear anybody's secondhand underwear. You don't wear it. Like, underwear. I feel like it shouldn't be a lather. It's like, if you want to do it, you do it. If you ain't, like, I, like, I feel mm. like it's just cringy. Yeah, it's That's a like little... putting a lot on, like, you can't use somebody too much. Like, main thing, ah. you would want to do it in the first place. Like, but to make it a lot. The thing is, I think they made it a lot because what was happening is People in, break out and so. in Ghana, it was a humongous industry and it was unethical. Mm. Like, it's not like, like if, if, if in St. Kitts we used to sell out the secondhand toothbrushes, mm. like that was an industry. Mm. Like, I think it's unethical for the government not to step in and say, That's this crazy though. is ridiculous. Even though the toothbrush is 25 cents, the probability of our people getting gum disease is too high. Mm -hmm. Cut, done. In, imagine, right. All right, number four. The handprint of Nelson Mandela resembles the African continent. The handprint of Nelson Mandela resembles the African continent. True or false? False. It's true. You know what? All of these things is true clearly. I mean, the next one, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I hope the next one is, is true for real. <laughs> Maybe it's 50%. So tell me about his... Um, the thing is, when he, places, when he places his hand, he one time he did... Um, like he had finger paint, he had to mm. put his hand against a wall or something. And when he removed his hand, the inside of his hand, it didn't touch the wall and it created a shape that looks like Africa. So the. A vibe. Hmm? That's a vibe. That's, that's very. I found that to be amazing. They actually have the handprint. It's crazy. Okay, number five. Last one. You know, if you get this one right, you get all oh, right. 100%. Okay. You ready? Think okay. about it. <laughs> number five. Wait, will you tell me that? Think about it. Only th okay, number five. Only three percent of the world's languages are unique to Africa. Only three percent of the world's languages are unique to Africa. True or false? True. It's false. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a third 
Almost a third. And this is Yo. interesting. This is actually interesting. It's interesting. Almost a third of uh-huh. the, the world's languages are spoken only in Africa. Africa has 2,110 living languages and is 30.5% of all languages existing the in the entire is, world. I knew that part. Like, I know they have a lot of languages going on there, but I was like, you know what? Everything was true. Let me just, oh my God. No. The one time. The first one was false. <laughs> oh. The first one was false. The three in the middle were true, and the last one was false. Man. Yeah. Maybe I was too good. I'm at still a winner, though. Of course. I still won, you know, like. You know where you is won? Is them getting questions wrong? That's what happened. Well, I'm the winner. I think I think those are facts, but I think how we are winners no matter what mm-hmm. is because these these are facts that we didn't like we didn't know. I know I do. Know. I know you know them. Exactly. So like you I'm a winner, win. Period. Like one hundred percent. Every single time we have carnival, there is something that comes out. The January fe- always got a flow. Got some kind of like what going on here, right? Yep. And it, it gets even, it gets even worse. Like somebody, somebody actually put on, I was looking at the status and they said, um, I feel like this flu come with a side, this flu come with a side of AIDS. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's coming with a side, with a side of AIDS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Kittishas, <laughs> you, you just make joke, like about like almost everything, anything. Everything. That's fuck. Even the world war, like Yo. memes, like the memes. Yo. It's like a whole... It's sad. And because I actually like memes, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I chuckled at a few, but mm. it's a really serious topic. Oh, man. It's, it's a very, very serious topic that I feel like we need to wake up for real. And take it seriously more. So so do you agree with the memes or you don't agree with Because memes? I love memes in general, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I laughed at one of them. You laughed? They had this one like saying, like if, um, if you tell people they're going to come after support, like if they go... And he had this man like jumping down like with a rock in it. Like it was funny. It was very like funny. Like you ready to go? Yeah, like just to get after child support. I'm like, wow, like but the the whole seriousness of it on its on a whole is very sad. I don't think you're supposed to come into my country and drop any weapon at all. Any any do any anything like that. I think that is completely like disrespectful of my sovereignty. Exactly. Because it, it, it's like because you label them the Middle East, and I just talk to my family about this all the time. Mm-hmm. They got really weird beliefs. Like in the Middle East, it's like that's a different world now. Mm-hmm. Like those people over there are this kind of people. Mm-hmm. Now the Taliban and the this and oh my and, god and I the uh, misconception. It's a mis. It's yeah, humongous. Yes. Like. I can relate. Mm. Like, from a first-hand experience. Wow. Like, me being Muslim and living in the Western world, like, as a convert, your parents say Muslim, like, it's just me. Like, it's even ten times harder. Because living in St. Kitts where people don't really know is, like, Middle East automatically means Muslim. And the crazy thing is Christians actually have a big group like in the mm-hmm. Middle East. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people feel like Muslims only is not Muslims only. The thing is, because Allah is an Arabic word, mm-hmm. Christians who live in Saudi Arabia would say Allah. It's not a Muslim word. Oh really? Yes. So so what, Allah what? means God in Arabic. It's just oh, a different language. Oh snap. What That's are you like saying? it's so much information that is like misinterpreted. 
I'm just ready to explain the whole thing from. So Allah mm-hmm. just means God. It just means God. That's it. It's not a person. Like people just be like, Allah is I your God. I'm like, huh? Allah is just God in a different language. You literally, well, you could just say God. You don't even have to say Allah. Like sometimes people think like telling me, oh, Allah bless it. You could just say God is okay. It's just a different language. So the Christians there say it. Uh-huh. Yes. It's just Saudi Arabia is just their language. Mm-hmm. Arabic is the language of the country. Wow. Muslim are not, like, it's not a Muslim word. Muslims are just the followers of Islam. But we don't have a, a language. Mm. The Quran is based in Arabic, and that's the language that we make our prayers in. Mm-hmm. But the Christians who live there, they would be saying the same things. Like, if they're praying or, like, it's just a language. So, so, so you're saying that Christians... Would literally say Allah praise Allah. Yes, like I mean, they would say praise in a, in Arabic. But. Yeah, Bismillah. Bis- in the name of God. What? That's what it means in the name of God. Yep. Subhanallah, glory to God. Christians and Muslims would say it. <laughs> Seriously, it's just a we different language. Just. Like, I feel, like, I saw you just kind of just blow my mind in that simple, just that simple thing. Because yep. we just charge this word with so much, like, hate and misconception. It's like, you, so you praise Allah, so that's Allah, is mm-hmm. Like, that is, wow. So, okay, so what is, what is Islam? What is Islam? I'm going to ask you where you're mm-hmm. going to Islam, but what, okay. what, is, what is Islam? What is the Islam faith? So Islam is a monotheistic religion mm-hmm. where we believe in one God okay. and one God only. So whereas in other religions, there are three monotheistic religions, mm-hmm. Judaism, Christianity, Islam. Okay. The thing with Islam is we believe that there is only one God, which mm-hmm. is Allah, and that Muhammad وسلم, is the last messenger. Mm. So after Jesus, we believe that Muhammad is the prophet after Jesus Christ. Okay. And that's mm. the biggest difference with Christianity and, and Islam. Islam. So Islam just believes there's, there's just... So, it's, so, so we don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. Because okay. we, leave, we believe in one God. Uh-huh. It's just God. And he is not like, it's not like a In a man, God. a female, in it's not a cow. Like people that ask me, like, do you guys... Like serve goats or the sun or no, we believe in one God, one supreme being, and that's it. It's not male, female. Even though we might say he mm-hmm. is not a man, mm. so we believe Jesus Christ was the actual prophet, mm-hmm. a human being, mm-hmm. prophet, and he is not God. So sometimes you see how Christians would interchange between Jesus and God. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They would try and be like, "Oh, Jesus, help me." Yeah. Or like, "God, please. like we don't do that." Mm. And I feel like that was something very confusing for me as a child mm. because I attended a con- um, Roman school. Oh, you went Roman school with me? Yes. Oh, it was a, a Catholic school uh-huh. and my mother was, she belonged to the Pentecostal yeah, my mother denomination. Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. So when I would go to school and they're saying like, Hail Mary, Mother of Grace, she would mm. be like, don't say this prayer. Like, I'm like, why, why? Like everybody in school saying Same it, like yeah. it's a Christian day. It's Christian day. I don't get it. Nuance. So it was very confusing for me as I tried believing this whole trio thing, the um, Holy the Trinity, Ghost. The yeah, Father, the Son, it was Holy confusing Ghost. for me because like, which one though? Like, which one is God though? Yeah, the tree, but like we interchange, but like, it's confusing for a child. 
<sighs> so I feel like that confusion yeah. made me, I guess, doubt Christianity at a very early age. Uh-huh. And I always felt like, eh, I don't think this is for me. Mm. But this is what everybody in this country is doing. So it's like, do I really want to... Uh, Go against the grain. Exactly. And then when I went to college, I don't know if you're familiar with Karl Marx. Karl Marx? Karl Marx, yes. Yes, Karl Marx. <laughs> his, his theories blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Because basically I went from... And socialism? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like he believed that religion was created to exploit people. He's atheist. Mm-hmm. So he was just given a lot of like scientific reasons behind why he thinks... Mm-hmm. Um, Societies it, yes. utilize religion. And then I feel like I was really getting into his uh, theory mm-hmm. until we reached the Islam module in, in school, sociology. So that's what you did? That's what I... That, that was the first time I understood Islam. In CFBC, in St. Kitts. What? Yes. So wait, 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 wait. So the sociology program at CFBC mm-hmm. went through Marxism, which is Karl yes. Marx theories, mm-hmm. and it got to Islam? Yes. What? I didn't know he, we just... No, no, no. He didn't get to Islam. No, no. Like, as in was, like the, yeah, the, 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 the yes. component. He had a component. Religion was an actual module in sociology. So they teach us about um, like Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, Christianity. Then he had like the different theories, like Karl Marx and other theorists. Mm-hmm. And then like the African religion, like Shangoism, Voodoo, Obia. Like these are actual religions that I feel like if you don't research them, you will just be judging people. That you. It's like you don't really understand no, what they're doing. Ignorant, yeah. It's like if you see somebody in a corner and they're worshipping this ball, you would be like, she crazy? Mm. But this person know why like, she doing it. Yeah. Like they know why it, it means whatever to them. So I feel like me even doing sociology as a course in college, it helped me to understand people a lot better. Mm. So like instead of just seeing somebody and judging them, like, why are they doing that? This ain't good. Like, yeah, you it, open up your mind. Exactly. I feel like even the whole thing about Obia, it seemed to be like... Uh, I don't like know. Witchcraft. That's, yes. That's, I think that's what we boil it down to. The thing about it is, I because it's not my religion, mm-hmm. I don't believe in it. I don't feel like it can affect me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But somebody out there believe in it. Like oh, it's a lot their of religion. Believe in it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to judge them or think like they're stupid or they're old timeish or like everybody into what they're into. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the sooner we're able to respect each other, life will just be better. Like if you want to up your, you do your thing, what's up? Like, we, we could what, talk about other things apart from religion. True. Let me ask you something. What, like, have you have you done any any like research at all into Obia? I have. Like, what, why, why do we have it so negative? When, when did that happen? The thing about it, it's negative because it's it's a minority. Mm. I feel like we go with what's popular. Everybody's Christian, so I'm gonna be a Christian. Mm. Like, if you ask ten, like if you if you walk down Fort Street and ask ten people. What religion are they? Mm-hmm. 9% gonna probably say Christianity. Oh, and then when you ask them why, remember you say, Kai, me, school, Sunday it's school, it's culture. like, they ain't on a choice. Like, most people who go to church, I'm not judging anyone. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right? But most people, I feel like, have it to be like a routine. Mm-hmm. Like, my mother was a Methodist, so he's a Methodist. My mother was like, I'm an Anglican. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, is this something you really want to do? Does it resonate with exact, you as a person? As much as I would like to raise my child in an Islamic home, I feel like unless the child actually wants to do it, it wouldn't mean as much. Mm. So I would edu- I would like to educate my child about different religions, but raise them up with Islamic values and then 
respect them if they want to change into something else. Let me ask something. What what is what what uh what are some Islamic values? Are they different to Christian values? Like educate me, mm -hmm. tell me, because I have I, I'm okay. a blank slate now. So basically, Islam has five pillars, um, holding up the religion basically. Mm -hmm. So the first one is Shahada, which is basically like announcing your faith. Like, okay, let me see. I don't really like comparing it to Christianity, but because you that's what we're to. most familiar yeah, with. Yeah, that's true. It's similar to like when a Christian person baptizes. Okay, okay. So that's like, okay, so a when. Public display. Yes. Yeah, so when I converted, I had to take my shahada, which is basically just saying it could be in front of like an imam or maybe like two Muslim brothers or sisters, but you can't just do it in your room by yourself and do your shahada. And that, that, that's not enough. That's like one person just going on the bed and be like, let me just dip myself to baptize and I baptize. Like, see how we need the priest there to yeah, help yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so need what? witnesses. Yes. Yeah, basically, so that's what it is. And you're basically just saying that you believe that there is only one God, mm -hmm. which is Allah, and that Muhammad is the last messenger. That's basically what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So ain't no wetting down or nothing, dipping on her head. Like, it's just basically exclaiming that, yes. Is it, is it in a ceremony or is it just, could it be done... Just without any kind of ceremonious thing? Well, I just... mean, okay. So you would have to notify the brothers or sisters you want to be there. Like, I did it in the mosque here in St. Kitts. The mosque? Okay. Is, okay, so it's not the actual infrastructure of a mosque like you would see on TV or whatever because it's a small population in St. Kitts. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly, like, students, Pakistan, Indian, mm. mostly students, and we would congregate over the Angelus Hotel mm -hmm. in like one of the apartments. Okay. So it's not an actual mosque, mosque with the pointy top. And but it is your mosque. Yes. Because this is what you sanctify exactly. as our so meeting in the sacred room, place. Maybe the room is like about this size, and we just got like the, the prayer mats on the floor. Oh, okay. Yes. And like the females have one room, and the males have one room. If it was big enough, the, the males would just be in front and the females would just be behind. But it's not big enough for the Exactly. So females one way and the males one way. But the room's really close. So, like, we actually got a speaker in between. So, like, we could hear. hear yeah. Basically. But it's like a completely different world. This this sounds like a completely it's different a world. It's a completely but then different you, world. You said you started, and we can get back to the pillars because mm -hmm. we have four more. Yes. But you said you started because you were interested in, because of sociology. Yes. But it was my peak. It, so, it, it, so it was, it, it basically gave you that, like, let me look into this even further. Mm -hmm. But how did you get to a community where you could actually, like, participate and get to actually practice? Um, um, this faith. Okay, so, you know, like from being, from meeting someone who's into a similar mindset as you, mm -hmm. you know, like you start doing more research together. So then like, I, I wanted to fast Ramadan because I had like a friend who was Muslim as well. Oh, okay. So you had a friend. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. So because we were trying to fast together, like a Muslim brother saw us one night and he was like, you know, you guys should go to the Angelus like every night. They just got free food over there. Oh, free food? I mean, because we fasting all day. Oh, true, true, true. Like we, we would just break the fast together. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm like, you know, what? I'm not fully converted. I never wear a hijab. Like, I don't know if I could go over there. Like, you know, but the guy was like, no, no, no. Like, just go. Like, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Nobody judging nobody. Like, you know. But my thing is, and I'm not judging 
kittish on churches. That's okay. But I feel like sometimes when you go to a church, you know, people watching you, like, oh, like, they look too vulgar. Or, yeah, you're, yeah, you know, right. like, that's the thing. But it's like, I, oh, I you know Islam is there. a little more modest. Mm. So I was a little, I don't know. I don't want to say scared, but... I guess anxious to mm-hmm. see like how it would be like this is a completely different set of people. Yeah, like I don't know. Like uh-huh. from watching on TV where you see these extreme Muslims, you kinda feel like every Muslim is gonna be like that. Yeah. So when you meet a chill down to earth Muslim who does you know, it's like people don't think we could just be chill. Yeah. Like if a hijab off, they think like you're committing like you know, but in all reality, Mm-hmm. Muslims are human beings. Mm-hmm. So even though the Quran say we should do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. we're human. Mm-hmm. We're going to sin. Mm-hmm. Some people might wear the hijab. Some people might not. Some people might drink. Some might not. But at the end of the day, we have to account to our own sins. Oh, true, true, true. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in Islam, they really just try to push that, like, don't judge people. Like, you could help out somebody and be like, brother, man, think you should wear this shirt today. Yeah, but yeah. But don't be like, well, man, talking to you because you're showing your skin. You know, like, mm. it's that's not, It's thing. not an like, ultimatum. Like, it's not an exactly. ultimatum. And in the, the, the common would actually tell you, like, everybody on the same level, whether you're from Pakistan or you're red or you're black or like, mm. because the racist is like an inner segregation thing even in Islam. Oh, wow. So, so there is segregation? The thing is, it, there shouldn't be. Okay, but we are be. humans. So, there will so it be. must got maybe some black Click. Muslim might feel like, oh, well, may want go where the Indians, them are. Some Indians oh, might, you know, but at the end of the day, it's human. But it shouldn't be like that. Mm. But when I went there the first time, I never felt that loved in my life from a group of strangers. What are you saying? Like, these people don't know me from Adam Gumtree. And it's like... Because they grew up completely different to me, I thought they would have been judging me. Of course. Because, yeah, you know, like, I used to party, I used to do certain things. So it's like going into this group of innocent people. Like, in my mind, I was very anxious, but they greeted me, treated me well. Like, at no point, they made me feel like an outsider, a sinner. They That's never, amazing. ever. Exactly. Mm. And I feel like those group of ladies who were there the first day I went there, they have a big part to play in me, even taking me shahada. Because I feel like if I went and I had a bad experience, it you would have turned me yeah. off. And it's the like, ain't how much other Muslims here. So like... This is it, yeah. Yeah, like... But because it was such a great experience, I just continued going over there the next night, the next night. Were you, were you the only, like, full-fledged... Because you're a kitchen, right? Yes. Okay, so were you the only kitchen in the group at the time? They had another kitchen there. Like, she was dating one of the Muslim students, one of the, like, Nigerian ones. Mm-hmm. So she actually picked me up. So, like, when the guy invited me and my friend initially, uh-huh. he told me that, um, you know, like, there's this kitchen girl who just go over there and she got care so she could pick me up. Wow, that's Because great. I'm a female, so, yeah. like, females would stay together. Okay, you wouldn't okay. really see, like, a male Muslim gain a female sister lift. Oh. Like, they're very, like, they try as much as possible to cut out sins that can happen. Oh. So, a male and female being together who, like, not married or, like, family, mm-hmm. It kind of risky. Like, if you prefer to not be alone with a male or a female, like, just because, you know, like, fornication is a sin. Of course. Most mm-hmm. of the sins in Christianity is sins in Islam. Mm-hmm. So, murdering, suicide, which is why Lost the whole suicide bombing thing, I really wish people would understand that it's a huge sin in Islam. To kill yourself is, like, the ultimate worst sin. Because you can't repent after it. Oh. Even homicide is, I don't want to say better, 
But it's still not dying, as bad. But at least, if I kill Tom Jones, you I could, could repent. repent. I could, you know, but when I kill myself, like, that's it. Like, you die in sin. Mm. That's like automatic hell for you. Like, that's like, God is the only one who could help you after that. After that. Because if somebody give you life and you yourself take it away, it's like, ain't no going back from that. It's true. Which is why the whole suicide bombing thing, I really wish, like, the world would understand, like, is a sin. It's something we would be punished for. Like, people actually think killing yourself, like, jumping out, people actually think that's Islam. Like, suicide yes. bombing is part of being a Muslim. And it's not. It's, it isn't. It isn't. Like, but what you're saying makes so much mm-hmm. sense because I used to always be like, no, man, no, man. And they keep saying jihad, 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 mm-hmm. which I want is something I want mm-hmm. you to kind of, like, Jihad is like a per- like the thing is jihad could vary from person to person. So okay, if you're trying to lose weight, like mm. your fitness journey, that's like yawa. That's your uh-huh. right. That's like it, it varies from person to person. Like whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. it could be a spiritual war, like a mental war, like people battling with different, like you know. So that's basically what jihad is. It's, you don't, just it's not necessarily all oh, like let's go war with another religious group or cuss off the head or like mm. that is terrible. There's look down on. I just wish that the media would pick up that, portray that's Islam what for is. what it really is. Yeah, instead of just portraying it for what this small sect of people. Exactly. But, but do do those the, 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 the jihad. So everybody's jihad is different. Mm-hmm. Um I've been taught, maybe completely wrongly, mm-hmm. and I'm going to admit my ignorance, that when you commit some of these atrocities, like you do suicide bombing, that there is something, if you do it like, and it's against infidels or people who deserve mm-hmm. the sacrifice, that you will be granted like virgins or 72 virgins or something like that. Where's the misconception there? Because I feel like it got to be something that we're getting wrong. I mean, the jihad thing you say is a personal mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So it's everybody has their own battle to Basically, fight. Basically, yeah. Um, but how is the recompense part if you commit suicide and this is what you choose your jihad to be to get back at the infidel or whatever the case The thing is, when it comes to suicide, there's no reason you could... Uh, there's no reason. Because no, if somebody going to kill you, then just let them kill you at that point. Like, if you feel you need to kill yourself, mm-hmm. like, it just wrong all around. Like, there's no virgins granted to anybody for killing themselves. <laughs> sorry to say, guys, but That's I'm not sorry. how it works. That's not at how it works. At least not in Islam. That's the not thing how... is, the 40 virgins, um, it actually is a thing mm. that I've heard. I haven't read it in the Quran. I don't know if I haven't read that part as yet. I personally haven't read it in the Quran. But I've heard like Muslim, um, there are these things called like hadiths. So like, okay, you see Christianity, they will got like um, Bible stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hadith is like a Quranic story, you could say. Like but I've heard, um, and I've read articles as well about the 40 virgins when you die, like when you go to heaven, uh-huh. Like, you got different blessings for different things, you know. And mm-hmm. heaven got, like, different ranks. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, Jana is what we would call heaven. Jana. So, when somebody die, like, is their birthday or something, you, you might be, like, you know, like, I wish you the highest rank in Jana. Because, mm. like, each rank got, like, different... You know, like, like, they're like gonna rewards, be like, like... Yeah, like, the water tastes better than honey. Like, this tastes better than this. Like, they make it out to seem, like, perfect. Oh. It's like, okay, 
say say like 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 okay say if you're into sneakers and like you know mm-hmm. it's like that's how your heaven gonna be like so everybody heaven is personalized that's what you're saying not personalized but the thing is this is just me talking about information i've gathered from people oh, okay, okay because okay. none of us die like in judgment day time we don't know mm-hmm. it's not written in concrete and okay. that's what i'm saying it's not in the quran but it's like articles and like different vlogs i've watched different information i've picked up but i've never seen it in the quran okay and i like to base things on facts facts versus just hearsay hearsay exactly so that's something i don't really get too deep into about like the whole 40 virgins different ranks in heaven story I, I, the thing is, man, it's, it's so much misinformation that it's just mm-hmm. difficult to like even pinpoint what, where it really came from. Exactly. Because I, I could only imagine the misconceptions about the way we live here in other parts of the world. Like people might be looking down on the same way saying like... People think something. like we ain't on a TV, like we ain't on this. Yeah, like, like one time somebody asked me, I went to the States. I remember one story I had. I, I was dating this young lady from Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I went up to visit her, and um, while I was there, one she she met, came to meet one somebody she called she like she godmother, mm-hmm. and she was like the godmother was like so so don't so where do you live again? I was like I live in Saint Kitts. Where in Jamaica is that? I was like mm-hmm. no no it's not Jamaica. It's a very small island um, uh, in the West Indies. Mm-hmm. She's like oh so this is the first time you experience like running waters. I said, running, running water. <laughs> and I have to educate. And again, mm. if not, you, you, I think... We really can't be offended no. by people not knowing. Exactly. Like, it's it's ignorance. Exactly. It's like, just it's raw ignorance. raw ignorance. And I, like, she was... I showed her pictures on my phone. I was like, no, we have everything. Electricity. We have electricity. Like, we yep. have running water. We have, yep. we have water we could drink from the tap. Exactly. Like, you don't have that. Saying it is actually a very clean, livable place. Oh, it is. Like, in comparison um, to other bigger countries, like, it is you know, yeah, it's beautiful. not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And the thing is, I think it's actually pretty good because one time, uh, when I was in New York lately, like, I was telling my girlfriend, like, it's funny because if you're here and you're broke, you could literally starve to death on the street. But in sync, it's like, there are people with things growing off the trees exactly. that you could just pick and eat That's and true. you ain't have to die. Like, I know Pindas ain't walking and Pindas live long. And the thing is, as much as people are say saying it's people fast, quote unquote, are inquisitive, mm-hmm. I feel like the fastness actually does be more help sometimes than we see it to be. Yeah. Because sometimes you're walking on the road, you ain't got the money, you ain't want big nobody, and somebody can be like, Miss, you're all right, you know, you're good. Like, exactly. them, like them simple things does be very helpful sometimes. Sometimes you may be in the line, you drop your money, somebody give you $5 or... Like, I feel like as a country... People bring back your money sometimes, like, you drop your... Miss, you drop a $5, yeah. you drop a 20 like... The thing is, like, them being fast sometimes to me could come off as caring. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it in might not be cases. as genuine, at least, like, you ain't unstaffed to death. No, not in St. Kitts. Yeah, not here. Won't. And it's also, it's also interesting because people who come here, like tourists and so, they're very much like the friendliness. Like, if somebody come up to you and ask you, like, how do I get to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who'll be like, man, just mind your back. So, you know, like, yeah, they exactly. know they'll be like, everybody, yeah. You're like, go down the road and take a right and you should see it there. Or like, there's buses. You could go down the bus stop. The bus stop is down here and you could just tell him carry you to this place. Yeah. And even the bus man, them is like, yo, you're here, yo. I feel like it's people in general, they're very helpful. Very helpful. In terms of like getting around. That's so, 
Okay, so you're educating me on Islam and I am completely in. So the mm-hmm. first one you said is when you declare. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name. Shahada. Shahada. Yes, so, so that's the first that's pillar That's the first of pillar of Islam. So what mm-hmm. is the second pillar of Islam? So the second pillar of... I hope me quizzing you, you know, no, because... No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, because like this is something I know like back, back of my hand, like me never had to prepare myself for any question. Okay. Because I'm like the only Muslim most people know. I never met one like Yes. That I had this conversation with. I've never the had thing it. is, and I also don't try to tell people like I am not a representation of Islam. Okay. So if you see me with my hair out or you see me like, you know, um I am not what Islam is. Mm. I am a follower of Islam mm-hmm. but I'm not perfect. Okay. I sin just like most anybody people. else. Okay. The thing is, um I repent. Mm-hmm. I feel bad, you know, like if I do something, I'm not proud of it. I'm not, you know, you got mm-hmm. some people just living life like they don't care. They don't believe in God. But mm-hmm. because I, it's actually something I'm into, I'm serious about it. It, it, it. You have guilt, something you have. The thing conscience. is, because I don't have to explain anything to humans because it's not their decision whether I go heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of reserve confessions or feeling certain things to the person who it matters to, which okay. is God. Okay. So um So you spend a lot of time in prayer then? Basically, okay. which is what salad is. Prayer. Wow. That's and what it is. This is the second pillar here already? Yes, second pillar. Muslim you It's awesome. a very big part of um Islam. So we have five prayers a day. Five five prayers a day. Five prayers a day. Usually when I tell people so that they'll be like five prayers a day, how about God having your life three hundred and sixty five days a year? For how much ever years you live in? Dying a lot too. That's a lot. Yeah, like, a lot. think about it. It's a lot. So, so no, you're doing it no breaks? Not every single day? The thing is, you have the choice to make the prayers if you want to. Oh. People miss prayers, skip prayers, save up prayers, make a prayer. And it, like... It's not, it's not as... But then isn't it like a specific time? Specific event? time. So that's what I'm about to get into okay. right now. Let's do this. It's a whole... Okay. So the first prayer for the day is Fajr prayer. Mm-hmm. Which is before um, sunrise, so this is like four a.m., five a.m. before the sun come up, and uh, that one is the shortest because like you just get up, it's two rakats of prayer. Mm-hmm. So before you make your prayer, you got to do a cleanse, wudu or gusu. Let's get into this. So wudu is basically when you wash your so okay. So gusul is like a full cleanse, mm-hmm. and wudu is like a half a cleanse. Mm-hmm. So with gusu, this is a cleanse you would do like um, as a female, like when your period finish, you would do gusu. Mm-hmm. Um, like if a male and female, well, a wife and husband mm-hmm. have sex mm-hmm. and they ejaculate, they would do gusu before making the prayer. Mm. Um, and then like if you convert to Islam or like when you get married, mm-hmm. people do do like a gusu before like they make the next set of prayers them. So it's like a full, full, full cleanse. So is it like bathing or is it... That's what I'm getting into right Oh, boy. Okay, so with wudu, which is the shorter cleanse, this is what everybody does do all the time. Gusul is just like for them special moments where I just explain. Explain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could happen a lot if you're married and you're, you got your, your wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like This is something you're going to be doing like every day. Mm-hmm. So with the wudu, you wash your... Well, okay, initially you make the intention that you're about to make your wudu. Mm-hmm. And you would say, like, um, 
you basically want like Satan come out your head while you're doing this so you can focus and do what you're doing properly. Because mm. I don't know, well, I don't know if you're a Christian or you believe I in I believe me. in Christ. Okay. So I don't know if you're ever praying and like you're getting distracted while you're praying. All the time. Like you would be praying and you're thinking about a bill I got to go pay or this. Like, All the time. So before we do Pre- anything meeting, spiritual, we would ask um, Satan like to get out we head basically. Mm. Right? A'udhu billahi mina Satan your regime. This. So his name is Satan in the... Satan. So Satan is the name of... Satan. Really? Yes. That close? It's just the Arab... Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. Wait. So basically, <laughs> you make the intention so that Satan could get your head mm. and then you say, Bismillah, you know you're going to make your wudu because you're going to make your prayer. Mm. So you wash your right hand three times. Mm-hmm. Wash your left hand three times. You wash out your mouth three times. Mm-hmm. You wash out your nose, which is very tricky, because you got to kind of inhale the water, but not too much so that you drown, but not enough so that you could clean out in your nose. I hole. see so many mistakes here. And then, uh-huh. <laughs> and then it's just basically like um, washing your hand, washing your face three times, washing your, Four washing arms. your hands up to your elbows, wiping like behind your ear with your thumb, mm-hmm. and then cleaning out inside your ear where your pinkies. Okay. It's very specific and detailed. And that's it? That's all? Washing your... Like, you got to pass your wet hand, like, over your hair, uh-huh. back and front. Then you wash off your wet foot. Wash off your wet foot. And this... What you just described has to go in that specific that order? Yes. Muslims all over the world just do the same exact cleanse before they pray. So whether you're black, Chinese... Which is why I personally love Islam so much. Like, I love the whole... Unity. Yes. It's just one thing. It's very thing. organized. It's very... I don't know. Some people say I'm a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Some people. But I like things in order. And I feel like Islam matches my personality. Like, I like structure. Mm-hmm. I like to know, like, this is what we're doing. Like, maybe really like, random, disorganized things. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't like, like chaos? No. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the fact that hundreds of people all over the world doing the same exact thing, I feel like it's beautiful. And then the ghusl is basically after you don't do the same thing, mm-hmm. um, where you would start off first like with washing your privates, mm-hmm. and then um, wash like your right side of your body first from head to toe. Wow. And then you let. So that's why I had to go natural when I converted to Islam because having perm here and waiting on your head almost. You got to be, yeah. Yes. It's going to be toxic. You could get yes. cool all the time. Yes. And like if you're going like acrylic nails, polish on your toes, like, that would null and void the whole cleanse. So me having my nails done uh-huh. is like an option. Like, do I want to make my prayers or do I want to... You know, so... It's really? That, yes. So if you serious. have um, polish, yes. it voids everything? Basically. So you can do... Only so, uh, like during your period, you would really see females like, with their toes or like, fingers done. Because, because when you're on your period, you can't make your prayer. Yes. You don't find this to be like even... To be honest, I find it to be perfect and beautiful. Let me tell you why. Okay, tell me why. Okay, so dua is like, you see when Christians are saying like, like, dear God, help me with such and such, Mm -hmm. my child got this, my child got that, like making a little personal prayer. Mm -hmm. So you can make a dua at any point in time, anyhow, anywhere, without gusul. But the the prayers I'm explaining to you is fixed. The two rakats of prayer for fajr prayer, um... Zua prayer is at noon, mm-hmm. so I want 12, 12, 12, 10. Different, like, 
it's not like always 12 o'clock. Okay. It might be 12 or 5 today because we follow like a lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. We got we own time schedule basically it has and you you know ahead of time with the sun yeah Mm -hmm. so because i have an app on my phone that would alert me Mm -hmm. like people who live saudi arabia have it even better because everybody bank closing supermarket shutting everybody going up pull out their mat to go put together but because in saying it and it's like me one yes like Like when i used to work in the hospital lab i used Mm -hmm. to got to go behind like in the empty like Area? Like in the back back. Uh-huh. And I would got my mat out there and sometimes it's like people passing and they wanna like what this girl doing? Like she pray like she praying to the tree, like what she doing, like what's up? Like but I you I used to do it. It just seemed weird because it's one person. But yes, but when if everybody, everybody doing, doing it, it it's they like, don't, uh, it don't yeah. feel weird. In fact it's even easier to practice Islam if you're in a country that exactly. main religion Which is, is sometimes Islam. I kinda wish I lived in the Middle East. Uh huh. Because it would be easier? It would be easier for how I want to live the religion. It's like nobody playing the music me supposed to listen. Like growing up not being Muslim and converting to it is a lot harder than growing up in it. Of course. But because it's, it's like everybody around me like... Because ag- I'm not saying against. I think mm-hmm. that's the wrong word. But they're not joining you exactly. to do this. So, so it's like, like Ramadan is like you want fasting. And people eating the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like nobody right cares. Like, yes. But because I try to make a big deal about it, like from my social media, mm-hmm. I had friends actually like trying to fast with me. Really? Yes, I did. Like me and like me and one of this um one of my friends, like like we used to go to gym even during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, Angela Troy by but yeah, man, it's got, typical. But I'm like, you know what? I the fact that you even try, it means I, a lot. It, it means a lot to me. You know, it means, it means a, lot. a lot to me that somebody, you know, they they're not Muslim, they ain't believe, not I believe in, but they're just still to yeah, solidarity, exactly. And they like you, so it's like, let me let me see if I could do it with Angel. Exactly. But yeah. Ramadan, just to just to clarify, mm-hmm. there's some people again, there's some people mm-hmm. on this show who mm-hmm. really have. I'm here in shock. Mm-hmm. I could only imagine. Ramadan. Explain what Ramadan is just quickly. Okay, so because Ramadan is our next pillar. I'm gonna oh, it is a pillar. God. Yes, it is. Wow. We're moving yes, it, it is. All right, cool. So, we'll wait okay. for that. So then after the prayer at noon, mm-hmm. you got like a mid-afternoon prayer, like around three. That's Asa prayer. Mm-hmm. Then we have Maghrib prayer, which is at sunset. So okay. after the sunset, we got Maghrib prayer. And then the last prayer is Isha prayer, which is around like eight. Like this is like night, night. No sunset, nothing up like it just that. So let me make sure I have all the prayers. So you mm-hmm. have one. I don't remember the names. I'm terrible at names. Okay. So you have the first one before the sun comes up. Yeah. You have the noon one. Mm-hmm. You have the mid afternoon. Mm-hmm. You have the sunset, sunset, and then you have the night one, which yes. is like eight. Like after eight, yeah. And before the children go sleep, they have to do the yes. last one. Yes. Okay, that's not. That's not. The bad. thing is, it sounds weird hearing five prayers, but think about it. Let's go a little nostalgic for a bit. True. In school, mm-hmm. assembly, you make a prayer. Mm-hmm. Bell ring for lunch, you make a prayer. Bell ring for lunch? I can't remember praying at lunch. Come back. Okay, but they just say something. They just, something is said. The children just stand up and something is said. When you come back. Yeah, yeah, because you're praying over the food. Thank you, Lord, yeah. for, lo- for what you've done. I know yes, that I had some kind of prayer in some school I went with Roman something school. with lunch. And then it's like when you're leaving in the afternoon, you make a little prayer again. Mm-hmm. Like when children leave. like it might not be a big prayer, but I'm just saying like it seems weird to us because it's something we don't do. Mm. But thinking back on it, 
you really ain't that it's not a lot. big of a difference. But how long, how long is these, like especially the one at noon, how long is that prayer supposed to last? For? Not very long. Okay, so to be honest, if your Arabic is good and you're focused and you do your prayer properly, the first time you're done. And it could be finished within like five minutes. Five minutes. And if your wudu doesn't break between your first and second prayer, you never must make the wudu again the second time. So some things that can nullify your wudu, like, okay, say if you wash your hand, do all of that, all of that, and you're fat, before making your prayer, you got to do it over. <laughs> yeah, if you're fat, you got to go do it over. If you got sex in between, you got to go do it over. If you fall asleep, you got to go do it over. Yeah. You got to prepare yourself when you're going to God. Oh. Like if you're going to work, you're working with your license, your lunch money, because you need these tools to do whatever you're going to do. Yeah, it's the same thing. So I thing feel like if prayer. you look at it like a hard task, that's how it's going to be. Yeah, but, but if you, if look, you at look at it, it like, as, I just okay, need to be prepared. I need my camera, me, me this, me yeah. that. Like, you know, this is part of the package for me to prepare myself. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It right? doesn't seem as bad when you put it like that. Exactly. Which is why I love explaining it to people. Because these are the reasons why I am into it. Right? So how do you break... So you say you could break your wudu between the two prayers? No. What I'm saying is, if you don't fat, you don't drop sleep, none of them things. You could continue doing your Basically, first prayer. Basically, yeah. Like but from your first prayer, if you don't go back in bed. But most people go back to sleep after fajr prayer. Because if you're going to wake up 4 a.m. Yeah, and you ain't going to work till 8. Uh, Unless you're just got jogging and doing this and doing that. Yeah, you're probably going to go back. Like if you don't got kids, you're going to probably go back to sleep. And then it's like, because my schedule is very like flexible. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, and I'm going to be realistic, I don't make all my prayers on time or when I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. But that's something I really want to to change for the new year. Mm -hmm. And not even just because it's a new year, but just in general. I like just I don't feel really bad job. knowing that I'm you're not. not doing everything I'm supposed to. Is it, is, it, is it because of your schedule or is it because of like the pressure of people like maybe being on a face and just having to stop to go around and do that? Like, is, what, what the is thing it? is, I can block certain times on my um, work schedule because I am the, the boss. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes it just get carried away. Like you're working and you're doing this. Like the alarm come on. In two minutes, I'm going to do this. And time just running run down. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. happens. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing about it. Um, because I know my intention and I know deeply how I feel about it, mm -hmm. God understands how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like a relationship with God and not like me making me pray to please my mother or my parents or my teacher in school. Mm -hmm. Like I'm an adult. It's completely my life. And I have 100% control over. And the thing is, it sounds to me, and I guess we're going to get into this when we finish the pillars, but it sounds to me also that your own personal relationship kind of surpasses just the religious aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something that you believe in with your core, mm -hmm. and it's not like, okay, I'm going to just be you know, distracted by, I didn't make this prayer on time. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do my prayer anyway, mm -hmm. because that's what I inherently want to do. I don't yeah. feel like nobody beating me over the head with exactly. a stick. Exactly. I feel like for me, I feel great because nobody forcing me to do it. Mm. Like it's 100% my decision. Ain't nobody telling me, oh, make your prayer now. Like, it's not like that. But some people live in households where they're forced to do these of things. Of course. And that's sad. Of course. Because they're not as passionate as no, I am. No, they're not. And the thing is, even when you grow up, like, I mean, growing up a Christian or growing up in a Christian household, mm. there are certain things that you're forced to do that, like, 
you just you just never like even as an adult you look back and like do I really want to I didn't to really like that yeah. like I didn't really like this aspect of it it's not it's not to say like my journey hasn't really been particularly bad mm-hmm. um um I think over the course of time like as an adult like certain things more I question more mm-hmm. um but in terms of like belief in God and belief in Christ and all of that like that's something that I do on my own personal level to God mm-hmm. same way like I probably don't follow the rules yeah, the conventional, and the conventional mm-hmm. religious yes. thing. Because I, I could have conversations that maybe people might 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 you know judge me for having. Mm-hmm. Like I would have, I could have conversations about people who with people who don't believe in God mm-hmm. and people who say these are the reasons why, and I don't feel threatened at all. Exactly, and I don't try to force it on them. I, I say, well, same, and I feel like that's why I'm even able to have this conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not Muslim, but you're giving me full, complete, like, you're open mind to listen what I'm saying. I want to know because... I'm not saying, like, okay, at the end of this, you're converting. Like, no. I, I might not. And don't, the person who that. explains a religion to you could make or break it for you. Too. Of course. Because if, hey, what's your scene and saying Islam is the best and if you ain't Muslim, you ain't count and this you and say, how like, dare you, you infidel? Yeah, like, yeah, that, would, that would turn off somebody. It would. Which is why I feel like some Christians in St. Kitts, they'd be very overwhelming. Oh, man, they don't it's be like aggressive. Somebody would see me in a hijab and be like, oh, I need to praise God and this and this and that. No, and, that. and that's I'm disrespectful. Like, it is disrespectful mm-hmm. to do that. And and I would never like, again, I think like some of us, like especially in the Pentecostal faith, mm-hmm. it's very, very like, it's very abrasive, man. Like it's kind of heavy handed. I feel and like you should be able to coexist without changing your mind from what you want to do or feeling threatened by somebody else's religion don't like i think it's the wrong way to go about it when you yourself feel threatened by the sight of somebody practicing a different religion exactly. than you that and, and, and i also feel and i'm gonna go as fast to say i think it's very immature you have chosen your way of life and nobody i don't think anybody has or should have the ability to force you to do anything that you don't want to do. But I also think that you must respect other people in turn. Exactly. If somebody has a different religion, and especially having this conversation has already like corrected a lot of the mis... Trust me, I thought a lot of things, even with the other thing was just (laughs) different. And to have this conversation with you has enlightened me. I feel better about to feel more relaxed. Like, yes, it sounds strict, but it also mm-hmm. sounds like discipline. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's something that's missing in a lot of our lives. Not just religious. Yeah. Lives. But on a whole. On a whole. I feel like it's something that keeps me grounded. Mm. Knowing that I have somebody bigger to answer to. Mm-hmm. Like, certain things I would not do because let me let me hold back. Yeah. Let me not, you know? Because sometimes, like, we can't let your bodies control us sometimes. Oh, sometimes you. you might get vexed. You feel like you want to bust somebody's feels. Bap. And One. because you know you're going to get locked up, you're going to be like, let no. me not do this. Mm-hmm. You, so, you, 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 you actually exert self-control exactly. over what you feel. And that's discipline. It's just it doing is. doing the opposite or something not the opposite, but doing or uh, delaying something that you want to do for a greater cause exactly. later on. Exactly. Instead of the immediate gratification of I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to not punch you in the face because <laughs> this is not for my best interest. In the long term, I will be happy I didn't. Exactly. Um, and knowing that foresight, having that kind of foresight, because it, you could have it in hindsight. You could do something really bad. Yeah. And then it's like, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, that was really dumb. That, you know, yeah. yeah. And that's easier. But to have foresight and say, this, if I do this, it's mm-hmm. going to not work out well for me. So what is the third pillar of 
because we've done prayer mm-hmm. we've done um we've done shahada. the shahada yeah. which is to to admit that this mm-hmm. is what i want but what is the third one so the next one is actually um ramadan okay ramadan which is basically the ninth month on the islamic calendar mm-hmm. so it's a month is the name of a month so it doesn't fall the same month every year no, no. It varies. Wow. Nothing is like okay. You see how okay. You see how Christmas Day is the twenty fifth of December mm-hmm. every year, year in year out, mm-hmm. because it's a whole different calendar. Yeah. The days that fall different all the time. So sometimes, like the first Ramadan I had in two thousand fifteen, the first exact day I wore my hijab for the first time was white sand. So that's the first time I went out in public in Saint Kitts with a hijab. White sands, caramel. And you, you went to White Sands with the hijab? No. Okay. I went there to meet somebody who was... Because the mask was in Frigate Bay, mm-hmm. I just took the way to Carambola because that's where the girl who gave me the lift friends were. Mm-hmm. Her kitchen friends, and she was getting them away. So I ended up reaching over there. And then what, did and you And that was like my back? debut. Oh, wow. So people seeing a hijab yes. at White Sands? Yes. One of the biggest events in St. Kitts? Biggest Kids? events in St. Kitts. And because I was already popular person... Mm-hmm. People was like, what? Like, what What's is all going about? on? Like, yeah. What's up? So it was very, like I had to, okay, let me not say had to, but I wanted to make a post about it. Like people, you know, well, you know, converted to Islam, this, this, this. I didn't even convert yet, actually. Like the first time I wore it, mm. I started wearing it before I converted. Mm. But I was studying it. I was learning the Arabic, trying to learn it. Because the prayers, let me just go back to the prayers a bit. The prayers is literally fixed. Like you're saying, the same, like the Al-Fatiha is like the first chapter in the Quran. is like a seven-line chapter, uh-huh. and it's in Arabic. So when you're saying a prayer, you got to turn to the Qibla, which is this. It's something I can explain in the fifth pillar. Mm-hmm. But it's a place in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. in Mecca. I don't know if you ever see a black box like with a gold kind of curtain thing yeah. over mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. That's the Qibla. So when people making Hajj in Mecca, that's the building where they just go around. And but you people have to think that we're praying to it, but we ain't praying to it. It's just a building that we respect. It's like the most like holy like building. Mm. So every Muslim all over the world is turning the direction of that. But how you know where that is? So okay, so we got compasses and like mm. it's a whole okay. different world. Like and the app got the compass. So wherever you be, like the app would Technology. help. Technology. Technology for me in saying it's that I don't have as much people around me. That app is helpful. A, is very helpful for me. In here, Muslim pro. Anybody listening, they should check it out. But all the, most information you need to know is on it. So wow. you got like the Quran, they got English versions, you could listen to it, you could read it in Arabic, in English. And get it translated, like you could actually hear yeah, it. Yeah, you could said. get the transliteration. Okay, so the translate okay. So the actual Arabic symbols I personally cannot read. Okay. Yet. Okay. It's something I want to learn, but the whole thing is a learning process for me. Even though I'm, I've been learning it since 2015, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's information. It's a lot. It's, it's probably a lot, yeah. May not even reach 2% of the information about Islam yet. What? Like, it's a completely different. So, I had to learn the Arabic. We're turning in the same direction. We're going down on the mat, getting up the same time. So, in the room, everybody doing the same exact movements at the same exact time. And saying the same things. So, if somebody leading the prayer, they would say it out loud. But if you're doing your own prayer, everybody's saying the Al Fatiha still. And uh-huh. then, like, a, 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 a chapter of your preference. 
So when you're making your prayer, like you got certain fixed lines that every single person saying, and then you got a part like where you could basically freestyle and say another chapter of your choice. So like it, <laughs> it got this chapter like what really short, cool hodlahu ahad. It's like three lines, but it's very short. So a lot of people that said that one, like people that try to insert the shorter verses into their prayer. Yeah, it's it just got, easier to like remember. Like the second chapter in Islam, in the Quran, sorry, is the Al-Baqarah, and it's long. So nobody does really say that during their prayer, because they would be there like for hours. What? Yes. But then you, is it, is it, so you could read it? No, you have to memorize them. You have to memorize them. You can't be making your prayer with the Quran in your, people know the Quran out their head, you know, like as kids. That's why like when I get a child, like I want my child to learn the Quran from a child. If you get old and you want to unlearn it, you can, but I want you to be ahead, like ahead of time. Like, I want me to learn Arabic. Always worth of yes. recalling a specific chapter in a specific way? Yep. An hour? Yep. To read the whole Quran is hours, and you got seven-year-olds could do it. Out the head? Out the, out, out the head. Yep. Yep. That is... That is in human. Like learning the Quran is like the teacher it in school. Mm -hmm. It's like a subject. Mm -hmm. Like from kindergarten to they so like to graduate. Like okay, I don't know how their um syllabus is, mm -hmm. but knowing the Quran is a part of it. So by the time you're an adult, you already you know. You know, back to front. So you can make your prayer with any like you know, that's what they're preparing you to be. Yep. Always worth of material. Yep. I feel like it's a beautiful thing. Oh, I can't even remember. I feel like there's a lot six of knowledge. Lines. I feel like there's. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and I'm, the thing is, what what makes it so more challenging to mm -hmm. me is not just remembering it, but remembering it in, in the sequence in Arabic, which is a completely different language yep. uh, with a completely different phonetic structure. Then yep. remembering it in the actual sequence for an hour, that is amazing. That is. Amazing. I can't even remember six lines of a book <laughs> I read just now. Yesterday. Like, like just now, I could read something like, um. The thing is, that is why, I don't want to say people in the Western world, but that is why I feel behind. Mm. Like, these seven-year-olds, not this, and I, what? I can't like, I feel behind, to be honest. <laughs> as much as I know about Islam, uh -huh. it's still a lot more to learn. 2%. And I feel like accepting it as like a challenge for myself. Makes it easier to... to yes. To, it's like, I'm going to do this. Yes. I like the idea of learning something new. Like, I feel like when we're growing up, like we're settling, oh, like, I know this amount of information, like, let me not unlock other chambers of my brain with new information. That's craziness. Especially in our age now, because, not, no offense to the parents, but we yeah. have the internet. Yes. Like, I mean, we have access. It's so much research, so much articles, case studies you could read. You like, could read, you could watch videos, vlogs, you could talks. listen to entire books on tell, like, literally listen to an entire book. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's it for you. You don't actually have to read it. You could be walking on the road and listening to a book playing in your ear. You could listen to the, if you want to listen to the Quran, you could listen to the Quran. Exactly. There's and no limit. There's absolutely no limit now. Like, Apple and Music are the whole Quran. Oh, wow. Like, from different people reciting it. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So. Ramadan. Take Ramadan. Pillow. 
Third pillar. Ram, so Ramadan goes from what? It's sun, sun, sunrise to sunset. Sunrise fasting. to sunset, yes. So no you can't con- eat before. Okay, so before like, okay, so people would wake up like maybe 2, 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and eat suhoor, which is basically the meal that you have like before sunrise. Okay. And what is that made of? What is, what is you could cook whatever cereal, if you, porridge, egg, boiled egg, bacon. Like, so it's not like a turkey bacon, because <laughs> we can't eat poor. But whatever breakfast foods you wanna eat, but because you're gonna be fasting all day, most people will try to eat something like a brunch at two a.m. So somebody might incorporate like some nuts, maybe some vegetables, some yogurt. Like at two a.m. Yes, you wanna make sure that meal is. Is a good, solid, complete meal. Like, yeah, that's why I need a slice of pizza. Oh. Like, you want to have a meal, like your tea. But you ain't going to sleep at 2 a.m.? Not necessarily. 2 a.m.? Because you got to go make your prayer before sunrise. You would just kind of eat close enough to when you're going to make your prayer, basically. Not necessarily 2 a.m., but before. Before sunrise. Because yeah. in certain countries, like, it varies. Some people, sunrise does be earlier. Yeah. Our sunrise is, like, 5. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, in the States and, like, Canada, where sun does take longer to go down in the summer, mm-hmm. then people does be upset. Because <laughs> they got to go longer hours of For, fasting. Of fasting, yeah. yes. Because it's not like, because, I mean, even in the Middle East, it's it's so close to... You know, it's so close to the equator, yes, yeah. but it's so close in that region mm-hmm. that, like, okay, it's about 12 hours, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. should be all right. But then for some of these guys, they're going for, like, 14, hours. 15, yeah. 16 hours of sunshine. Yeah, that's the thing. It's harder for them. That's I, the thing. I don't know. And then, so know. you <laughs> eat that meal, drink uh-huh. all the water you want to, because ain't no water drinking. So you can't drink water no. during... You can't ingest nothing. No. You can't even have a sweetie. No. Not even a chewing gum. You can't even go brush your teeth with the intention that some water could trickle on my throat. If the thought pop up in your head that you're going to brush your teeth, you can't. Intention got a lot to do with Islam, you know. Like, if a thought come up in your head, you're done kind of on the, on the path, path of... Sin? Of, me, of going if against If you think something room? bad but you don't do it, you would get a blessing for it. Okay. But if you think something bad and you go through doing it, that's even worse. Yeah, you're definitely getting the sin for it. So it's so it's suppose you're ignorant, you don't know, but you stumble onto it. That's not as bad as if it's not as bad. But it's still bad because you still sin. From the second you know what you're doing is wrong and you're doing it, you have to be held accountable. But then that's 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 like self accountability because like nobody could tell you what you were thinking. Exactly, but that's the thing. Like that's why I love Islam. It just to me, every part of it makes sense to me. Mm. I'm not gonna try to convince anybody that believe in this. Like, no. Uh-huh. You have to find it beautiful in your own self. It's true. You can't force somebody to want to do it. It's true. But you could force somebody to do it because them children telling you. Some of them, this is hard. That's true. <laughs> Mommy man like this. Mommy could please convert something else. No. <laughs> Learn Arabic. So what's the fourth pillar? The fourth pillar is zakat. Zakat. Zakat is basically, you see how Christians would pay money to like a, in church, like offering Mm -hmm. money, like, it's something like that, but we don't believe in giving one person money to, we don't believe in that. So we calculate a percentage of our salary Mm -hmm. to give to homeless people, poor people on the road, orphans, you have to do it. 
So you, mm-hmm. I'm talking about you personally, mm-hmm. Angel, you personally would take a percentage of your salary and just give it to somebody? The thing is, me personally, and it's something I feel like I need to stop doing now, mm-hmm. I just give a lot. A lot. Like, not even just homeless people are orphans. Like, just give. Yeah. Like, most people around me, like, I'm a natural giver. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like it's more of a curse than a blessing for me. Mm-hmm. But then, when I look at the bigger picture, may I see it as me being ripped off. Because uh, to me, the bigger picture is that I blessing somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Even though mm-hmm. they might see it as using yeah, or could, like use a scam angel or like yeah. a bigger five dollars and she give me her. At the end of the day, I feel like in life when you do good, good follow you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So to me, it's a big thing. It's greater than like the if I'm walking with a group of people and like a vagrant or a homeless person or whatever, beg the group, mm-hmm. I would more than likely be the person to get them. But then, is it? I'm asking this mm-hmm. now because you're saying you're naturally giving person. So when it comes to zakat, yeah, do you have to do it with the intention that this is my zakat, or do you just do it no matter when? You should do it with the intention. Knowing that um, is part of your religion, like it's a pillar, like you know, like me giving these clothes to these orphans, me spending time with them, like it kind of softens you up as a person and make you more not necessarily a humanitarian, but you can't just want to be a Muslim and be like arrogant and like mm-hmm. like a mustard seeds worth of arrogance wouldn't take you into heaven. Mm, mm. So even if you're making your prayers, you're doing this, you're doing it, but like you're being mean to these homeless people and so on, like not giving them the money you know that you should have. be giving, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-mm. You're not going to make yeah. it. You won't. So, so, okay, so you don't, so, so you're saying it's structured for you or it's not? It's not structured for me in terms of like a fixed amount because mm-hmm. of my job, like I don't get a fixed salary. Mm-hmm. So one month you might get two dollars, the next month you get a dollar fifty. A dollar fifty, yeah. Right. So it's not fixed for me. So it's not something that you 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 have. It's not something that you go about calculating. No. You just give. Yes. And you know for sure. Yeah. To me, I don't see it as oh my god, I got to go do it. Like I don't oh, see it like okay. that. That's what I'm asking. I see it as free, like yeah. a beautiful thing. Like once I have it, you have it. If I don't, then I really don't. I wish. And this is one thing I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. I wish to all God mm-hmm. that humanity was more like that. Because in the Christian faith, and this is where I have a lot of problems, mm-hmm. is that the money goes toward one, is it goes toward one direction. So yeah. it's 10%, yeah. and you give up 10%, you give up offering, which is beyond your 10%. And you're giving this up to one I don't want to say one person because mm-hmm. it's not usually a person. It's like the board of the church. Yes, the board of the church or the church yeah. accounting department. They pool mm-hmm. this money together. And again, Jeep, again. And then they pay mm-hmm. the pastor and the people. And then they take the money and they put it on the bank account. Now, the reason I've always had a problem with that model is that there is a recipe for. Uh, corruption in that model is easy. Mm-hmm. If 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 you and and I'm not talking about you personally, mm-hmm. but as a human being, if you have access to so much resources, you tend to start to like do things that might not be ethical mm-hmm. because there's no transparency. You don't have to be transparent, exactly. and you also don't have to answer to anybody. Exactly. So all these members' money coming in. Let me do, like okay. If you know for a fact these members' money coming in, and for some reason you went Joe and you will trouble the money. 
knowing you because there is not like nobody watching like who gonna know who like me and gonna get in trouble ain't teeth exactly there's yeah. no there's no accountability yeah, no whatsoever exactly and yeah. also it's like insurance without returns because the one thing you don't want from insurance is your money back because you don't want to experience a problem where you have to get your money back. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're paying into insurance every single month, you're hoping that nothing ever goes wrong. Yeah. So it's not like you really want them to pay you because if they pay you, something went wrong. Yeah. But with, with churches, a lot of churches, you are paying because of rules. <laughs> you're paying because of rules and you're never going to get it back no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So... With that knowledge as a pastor or whatever, like it's not like you're ever gonna ask back for it, so yeah. it's now in my possession, exactly. So it, I could do whatever I want, basically. And you basically gonna never question it because you know, God's this is money. how it is, yeah. Is it catch it? It's weird. I'd never agree with that model. I much prefer that because, same, like, if Me too. I am making a change, if I am going to take it upon myself to say, and it's all about being honest with yourself, I'm guessing you mm. have to just. Be honest. It's intention, mm-hmm. as you said. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go out there into the community and say, listen, it's my, I have to give back to this community. Like, it's not about me just going to a church. It's about me physically going out and finding people to give to. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 15, 20%, even if it's 5%. Yeah. I'm going to give 5% of this salary to somebody who I think is in need of it. Like, imagine a world where everybody is doing that. There is a world of, like, equity like that's a world where everybody has a chance which is why if it were left up to me like i wish my family members could be like i wish everybody i love like close people around me could convert to islam i don't want to force them but it's such like it's such a beautiful thing i just wish more people would give it a chance give it a chance yeah Instead like, of even just if you just research it research it. you don't have to be full-blown like you know but give it again it's not it, i don't i'm not saying it to say as you said i'm not saying to say i'm going to convert to islam yeah but i do like that that, that pillar particular is, yes that pillar is it, it speaks to me yeah. i like it so what's the last the final pillar of so islam. the final pillar of islam is hajj. hajj and this is basically the pilgrimage to mecca so the direction i tell you that we turn in pray. Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So every Muslim once you're working, you know, you're healthy and you can afford it. This is some this is a journey you must go on. You must take the journey yeah. back to Mecca. Yes. If you could afford it. If you're healthy. Healthy. Like you know, like you ain't pregnant, you ain't old, you ain't sick, you got the money, you gain the vacation from your job, like why not? Why not go? At every point in each Muslim's life, we should go there. So Even you, once in your life. It could be one trip ever. Mm. Going to that place is like a big deal for Muslims. But why? Why? Mm-hmm. Because that's the holy, like that's the holiest mosque. So going there like to make your prayer is like, I don't know what's a big deal for Christian people. Like, no, nothing. There's going no, Jerusalem no, there's and no journey. Going, oh. No, not really. Because we, we're, not, we're not connected. The, the Jerusalem part of it is more Catholicism. And, and see, even and no, it's not even thing, that though, because because that is not even that I'm wrong because mm-hmm. Jews Jews find their, their 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 home in Israel. Yeah. Catholics find their home in Rome. Rome. You see, that's yeah. the, like Anglicans. The denominations on a whole is so much. It's so much. It is. So there's no there's no div, there's no like 
I, I can't say there's a, a global holy place for Christian people. That's the thing. Well, for Islam, everything, like every Muslim you speak to, once they're educated and versed, the same questions you're asking me, if you ask them, it's going to be the same answers. Mm. If you meet a random Muslim and ask them the five pillars of Islam, Shahada, Salat, Zakat, Ramadan, Hajj. Like, it's universal. It's That's what I love about Islam. No, it's principles. It's based on principles. And there's no sect. It's, so there's no sect of Islam? There's okay, no... so um, they got like Shia Muslims, but eh, like there's no big difference. Mm. You know, like in certain countries, there are just the things like a, like a, a little, little slightly different. different. Mm. Like on Eid, they might wear this outfit. Like it's just small, but there there is not like denominations. Okay, it's not, a, it's not enough to be a denomination. No, it's just like small, little, like okay. Sometimes um, for the Shia um, sect, sector, I guess you could say, like when we're making the prayers at some point in time when we're standing up, like some like the females are got their hand like this, mm -hmm. and some other females are got their hand like So it's very that's small. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's very small Changes. differences in between them. But um, whereas like Christianity with the denominations, I feel like they're so different. Oh, man. Sometimes it's like, is this the same religion? Or it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because the thing is, I think what, what's supposed to be the combining factor, because there's Judaism too, that's something completely different. Mm -hmm. um, but I think with Christianity, what's happening is they're supposed to be the Holy Trinity mm -hmm. in every... I think that's the only thing. But the way that Catholics express their devotion and worship mm -hmm. is completely it different. It is because to Mary to me is a bigger is a bigger deal. Figure. Yes. And also the confession elements. There's certain really big differences. Like even in terms of how Catholics would do communion, mm -hmm. Pentecostals don't do communion like that. And Pentecostals also don't practice communion every Sunday. And the thing is with the whole um confession in Islam like that's something we completely against. Mm -hmm. Reason being, if I sin and you ask me about it, I do not have to tell you anything. I, I also agree with that. Yeah, like, it's like God is the only person who I need to repent to. And even though it mm -hmm. might come off as, oh, she being secretive, or she lie. No, no, like, no, no. You no. know, like, and even a lie is like, I, I, I don't have to tell you. Exactly. Like, if you ask me if I I'm eat. I'm not going to lie. Exactly. I just like, don't have to like, say like, it. If, like, if you ask me if I eat pork last night, mm -hmm. me not replying, uh, whatever, like, ain't a lie, and it wouldn't be considered a lie. It's because true. I know in my head, I don't have to tell you if I do it or not. Which that's the thing about I it. I completely agree with. I don't, I've never, I've never, like, signed on to the whole confession, confession thing. thing yeah. Because I also feel like, as human beings, and this is something that you've been saying from the very start of this podcast, is that human beings are human beings. Like, that's it. even though regardless I am of the regardless religion. of religion, like, if I, if you're gonna tell me that you did something really really bad like what is really bad they say you kill somebody mm -hmm. and you come to confession and say father uh, I kill <laughs> I kill my wife right but nobody know right they think that she died for natural causes yeah. like as the priest now let's, let's go to yeah. the priest another human being another human being is dead mm -hmm. and you know that they're dead so you know now that you, you're going to be an accomplice of this crime. You're an accessory. You're going to get yourself out. You know it's wrong legally. You ain't trying to get caught up. You pro he probably going like, to call the police. Or, like, but the thing is, if he doesn't... Exactly. Either way, it, it's, putting it's messed him in, up either way. It's, just, it's, it's completely... Like, why would it, you tell me that? Why would you admit Do that not to? tell me if you kill somebody or rape. <laughs> like, and it gets worse because 
killing another adult in my mind i i have i guess i have tears mm-hmm. like like pedophilia and like like <laughs> oh, like 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 a big man troubling like a two-year-old or two, mm-hmm. a three-year-old like to me that's worse that's worse to me to be honest in my eyes i feel like pedophiles and rapists they are the crumb of the barrel to me oh, i'm man. not saying a murderer is better than a mm-hmm. pedophile but i mean boy you i feel like i would quicker for, and not even forgive, but I feel like I would quicker like hear out mm-hmm. somebody who murdered an adult for whatever reason. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like if it's not gruesome to the point where like they rape and then kill them. Yeah. But it's like I feel like raping and like being a pedophile on a whole is like is a different scum of the earth. Yeah, it's a different level, and like, and, and I can disagree. Yeah. I mean, even the thing even is, though I understand why someone would. Yes. I understand. People messed up. People went through different things. Like I understand what it could be something, but I can't accept it. I it's understand, difficult. but don't accept it. But then it becomes even more difficult when you highlight something like a priest just heard you say mm-hmm. that you basically raped a trio. Like, as the priest, if you do nothing, that is awful. Exactly. But if you do something, exactly, it's like, still awful because you're supposed to not. Say condone. anything. Exactly. But That's you're not supposed thing. to condone it, but you're also supposed to not say anything because the person talked to you in a confession mm-hmm. and it's not supposed to go anywhere. So, like, if people know that you're out there telling... People ain't gonna come no more There's no more then. confession. You see what I'm saying? It's just a really awful position to put a human being in because this is not God. It's a human being. Exactly. Okay, the last thing I'm gonna ask you because it's something that I wanna know. Like, mm-hmm. your journey, your mm-hmm. journey, like, being... Uh, uh, being into Mus- uh, being into being a Muslim into mm-hmm. Islam, mm-hmm. what is like some of the most difficult parts for you? Like because I mean I used to see you in a hijab all the mm-hmm. time. No, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see you with your long hair. Mm-hmm. See you like at parties stuff like yeah. that. How does that like is the, is that is that difficult? Is it that you changed it? What is it? Okay, so the thing about it is, and something I really love people knowing about me mm-hmm. is that my life is my life. Mm-hmm. So, I know we live in a small society. I know I'm a very popular person. Mm. I know people speak. Of course. Mm. It, it will be a topic. It will be talked about. Mm. Oh, she, she, he's a being on uh, mm. The thing about this is because I have full security and confidence in myself, mm-hmm. I can take the backlash of negativity on social media, people saying things. Because when I started wearing my hijab, of course. It happened. They said, mm-hmm. they said they people said. made videos making fun of me. What? Yeah, the person actually reached out to me like apologizing after like after a while. Uh-huh. But somebody actually made a video like with a hijab on and like making fun of me. But because I'm a very I guess strong back Yeah. What, like, like a duck back with a collar, like when like, the water just falls. I don't know. Whatever you wanna call it, mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't bother me what people say about me. What would bother me and make me feel guilty is knowing that I doing something that um, is a sin or like mm-hmm. if I shouldn't eat something or I shouldn't drink something or listen to certain type of music or just a particular type of way. I would feel guilty in terms of what I know I should be doing and I'm not. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with people. People's okay. opinion of me has zero... Like, it yeah, doesn't affect. It, doesn't, it affect. doesn't affect me to the point where let me wear this because people going to talk up. No. I gonna do what I want because it's my life. Mm-hmm. So if I choose to wear me here out today, hijab tomorrow, long sleeve today, 
bikini tomorrow mm-hmm. is my life. Mm-hmm. It's my sins, judgment, that I will account for them. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to give other people that control. I feel like people that say, you know, females oppressed in Islam, but I personally like to be a... I don't want to say a role model, but I want people to know that you can be your own person. Mm. Even though you're a Muslim, like, nobody forcing you or banging you or making you wear a hijab, like, it's all me. So mm-hmm. whether it's on or off is my choice. And you still you still could be 100% Islam or exactly. still Muslim. And a lot of Muslim women do not wear the hijab. Mm. But I find like for me personally, because I'm like the only Muslim here, mm-hmm. sometimes most places I go, I'm the only Muslim there. Like it draws a lot of unwanted attention, attention. at times. Yeah. So some like, okay, me going Saudi Arabia with, with me here, oh, like this would draw attention. Because okay. everybody else in hijab. In hijab. Mm-hmm. But me being in saying it's in a hijab, but everybody here out. Yeah, it's going to make you yes. stand out. And sometimes I don't really like the attention attention that comes with that. looking that different. Mm-hmm. Like people would abuse me. Like a and lot they, of people. They take would, out the hatred of the entire misconception of Islam. People would on see you. me and they would think I was a Nigerian student. They would say I'm from Pakistan. They would say I ISIS. Oh, you can bomb up the place. Like people literally have the worst things you can think about I've experienced. And I feel like because I could be here and alive, mm-hmm. it just goes to show that unless somebody hit me or like, you know, mm-hmm. which no one has ever done in terms of she gonna hit up Salamina. So really I've cruel. never experienced that. Mm-hmm. But um, it could be scary. It could I be could imagine doing something like sometimes I just shock how brave I am and the things that I went through and able to talk about it like nothing now. Mm-hmm. I just surprise my own self sometimes. But I think it takes an extraordinary amount of strength yep. to be able and, and the hijab is probably one of the most iconic wears for yes. most for Islam. It's very iconic, but you can be a Muslim without wearing a hijab. Okay. Like, eager, like most of my friends like who are students in St. Kitts, mm-hmm. only like when we're in the mosque, they would wear the hijab. The hijab. Mm-hmm. It would be off, like, you know? And even when the parents come in, sometimes the parents ain't even wearing it. Like, I really want people to understand, like, the hijab is a very small part of, of you being faith. a... Yes. Mm. Like, it's a very small part in Islam. So even, even in, like, even in your dress code, mm-hmm. like the dress code, is the dress code a big deal in Islam or is it? I is mean, it the not thing really? is, it depends on. Okay, so if you got strict parents and they want to hear out at all, mm-hmm. it's just different countries. Like That's in some culture. countries, they have laws. You cannot be outside with your hair out. You would get arrested. Okay. But that's the laws of the country. Country. Not that the laws mean, of Islam. Islam does force people. It's the laws of the country. Mm. So in saying kids, um, you know, it's a Christian society. Yes. And uh, very commercialized. Yes. <laughs> very capitalistic. Right? A, I honestly feel like I only Liberal. heard about the Christian council when Alkaline was coming to Inkits. Yeah, I've be. never really. I've heard of them not, before. I'm not saying that to bring them down or anything because I'm really not, but I personally never heard. I don't know what they do. Like, I don't really see it. Like, I feel like the Jehovah Witness is the only denomination or group I just see actually going out. Like, to actually witness. Trying to get the word out. Yeah. And then even that in itself, it could seem forceful because it's like, I could not want it and you're forcing a paper in my hand. Yes. Like, it could be a turn I mean, off and it, leave it, a bitter taste in your mouth. I think with religion, generally, we just got to be weary of that because yes. I think you have to connect. This is something that a pastor one time said to us. 
He said, you have to connect with people first. Relig- your religion, God, everything. Let it be that you connect with them as human beings. Because exactly. human beings are basically, we have the same needs around the world. Everybody want to be loved. Everybody want to be supported. Nobody want to feel like they're nothing. Exactly. They want to feel important. They want to exactly. feel unique. But not unique enough to be an outcast. Exactly. Nobody wants that. So if you go to them and you, 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 you're belling them over the head with religion, you're making them feel like they are an outcast and no one likes that. Connect with them first. Ask them the name. Simple. Exactly. Hey, I'm stumped. My name is this and that. And then you connect with them. And then if you want, if they ask, or if you feel like it's a good time, you say, look, you know, I serve Christ. Uh, I serve, um, you didn't say the name of your God, but okay. It's just God. It's just God. It's, it, there's I no serve, name. It's just God. I serve God, mm-hmm. right? So I serve God. Um, you know, do you want to, you know, hear some more about it? I think it's mm-hmm. really interesting. And then you'll be surprised. Some people are like, yeah, I never, I don't know anything about Muslim. I don't know anything about Muslim. Tell me something about Muslim. Yeah. And here we are now. Yep. It's, so it's just like, you just got to be like religion. I think religion has its place. It has its purpose. Like um, even over the past couple of weeks, I've been having a lot of discussions about it with like atheists. Mm-hmm. Like absolute, I don't believe that mm-hmm. nothing exists. Human beings are human beings. Nothing is circumstantial. Everything. Just I love happens. speaking to atheists. I think I love speaking to anybody <laughs> because um, even people who are, I don't want to say it like this, militant. Mm-hmm. Because usually behind all of this militancy is somebody who is either hurt or who feels like they have the to world, this, yeah. this front. And they're not just a front, but like they feel like saving the world is something that they have to do even if they do it by themselves. And it might not, the, the execution might be, I might have a lot of problems with the execution, but what I don't have a problem with is the nobility of such a cause. You believe so strongly in what you believe, mm-hmm. right, that you don't want the opportunity to be missed to share it with the entire world. It comes off as passionate, even though, again, I don't agree with the execution. Mm-hmm. I could agree with Look, this person really does believe strongly what they believe. Yeah. And I feel like in our world, like people will make you teeter totter a lot. Like you believe something and they say, Oh, but you don't even think about this. And it's so much like distractions away from what you believe and what you think that you almost have to like be sidestepping and you can't be too strong in anything because there's so much things against people gonna it. be offended if you do this. Like the thing is, I feel like if we lead by example, it would be better. So if okay. So when, pe- when I converted to Islam, I'm not going to lie, I changed a lot. A lot of things I would answer to, I stopped. Like certain things where you used to get me vexed, I just leave it alone. Like I feel like it humbled me a lot. Like stripping myself away from all these material things I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like my hair got to do all the time, my nails always got to do like this. And it, like, it strips you away from all of these things you think you need. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got so comfortable with my own natural self mm-hmm. that I'm not going to say me here nails and what's not doesn't have to be done, but knowing you have the choice. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I don't, don't have, have to, to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't have to put on makeup to please the public when I'm going outside. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, it's, like, it's all on me. I'm free. It's like an inner peace yeah. you have in yourself after converting to something like Islam. That's amazing. Like, I don't want to be seen anymore, like, for what I used to be. Like, intellect is so much more than beauty. Mm-hmm. 
And it is. just knowing that is like a beautiful thing in itself. It's amazing. Well, Angel, I'll be honest with you. I this was this Educational. was it was even more than that. I, I I really had a really good time. Like this is my first like exposure to this. And again, there's so much misconceptions that I personally had that I'm happy that you were here. Like super 100% happy that you And this here. is just my perspective. And this is just your perspective. So you actually reading the Quran for yourself, researching would even the hadiths, be more it would be mind-blowing. Yes. I think I have to do another one of these. I might have to find another... another. We need more perspective. I think... And I'm hoping that the people out there listening, that they, they could, like, gather something from it. Because a lot of us... I mean, in the Western culture, it's really ruled by Christianity and Catholicism and so on. Yes. And we don't hear any of this at all. Like, it's kind of shut out. And what we hear from CNN, with, sorry to say, their bogus coverage of everything and their stereotyping of every single culture. Misconception. And just introducing misconception. I almost wonder if it's willful now. Just like, let's just make them look like they, you know, like, like they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it might be willful. It might be easier to see them as the enemy than to see them as actual people. But again, thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. Um, and I hope you had a good time. I mean, you, you probably was educating me more than I could offer anything, but still. But that's okay. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Indeed. All right, guys, you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, peace. No gang signs. <laughs> <laughs>